Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I hope it went accordingly. I hope it was productive. I hope it was fun. I hope it was all of the above, everything it, should have meant, it was meant to be. Uh, we have had quite the weekend in the media, uh, story after story, headline after headline. As you do know, uh, I was last on the air Saturday night, uh, my AM radio show on KFNX, where you can listen in the car or you can listen online, either way. Uh, we had a great show, many great guests, uh, fantastic dialogue. Uh, as usual, uh, so many things addressed. And we had great shows last week, uh, Monday and Tuesday, fantastic shows. Uh, like I do every episode, I want to thank all my audience, my co-hosts, my sponsors and guests. Uh, you are absolutely incredible, incredible. Lots planned for the future of the Rory Sodder Show. Uh, a lot of different things I, I have in store, so I can't wait to share that with all of you. Uh, as you know, uh, we will be releasing that network uh, in about a month, month and a half. I'm still working on it, still raising the money, uh, putting that all all together. Uh, but it's coming along well. Uh, like I said, many notable names doing their own shows, uh, and it's going to really change the way uh, we we uh, view and, and do things in political media. Like I want to I want to have this live to the highest standard, and I don't want it to fail. You know, you, you need it to be as successful as possible which is why we're taking some little extra time to make sure that it uh, goes accordingly. Uh, as usual, you can visit my media site uh, to get 24-7 news coverage, the next, N-E-X, gen, G-E-N, U-S-A dot com. Again, that's the N-E-X, gen, G-E-N, U-S-A dot com. Um, also, uh, the show is listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Um, and I'll tell you, we have a lot of different uh, deals that we're working out with other networks and other stations uh, that are in the, that are in the works uh, for you know syndication and and future um, opportunity of the Rory, for, for the Rory Sodder show. So I, I will I will be making announcements like I like I you know usually do. So uh, please stay tuned for that. Uh, a lot to get to tonight. A lot of big guests on tonight as usual. Another week we're here. The Rory Sodder show it lives on. Um, I'll tell you guys, this is, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful gift. It's a blessing being able to come here uh, and, and shine my light and share my insight uh, with all of you. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't thank you all enough. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, I believe we have him with us right now, we have retired police chief, homicide detective, uh, retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsey. Michael, how are you? Fine, Roy. Thanks for having me tonight. It sure has been uh a busy uh, few days, and uh, looks like it's going to heat up even more. Absolutely, man, and uh, always a pleasure having you here. Uh, it's uh, we always we'll always love your insight. Thank you. Thank you. I also would like to welcome to the program. We have uh, U.S. congressional candidate for, for the 13th district in Ohio, uh, Dwayne Hennon. How are you, sir? Doing great, Rory. Looking forward to tonight. Thank you, my friend. Well, great to have you here. I also would like to welcome to the show, I believe we have with us, uh, Republican operative, uh, very strong asset to the Trump campaign, and political activist, Hunter Dworsky. Hunter, how are you? 
you doing, Rory? Uh, thanks for having me on, and, and I, I agree with the, the last guy. We, it's been a very crazy uh, weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> You're telling about. me, man. I, I, I can't believe it. I mean, it, this was probably <laughs> one of the busiest weekends I've seen in a long time. I, I know I say on my show quite often that it's been quite the weekend in the news, but this has been quite yeah. the weekend. I mean, this is it, it was just Absolutely. crazy. Yeah, I, I, there's no doubt about it. It's uh, very interesting to see what's going to happen uh, going forward, though. So, Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Well, great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for being here, and uh, definitely a lot to get into tonight. Yep, absolutely. All righty, everybody. Um, like I do every episode, uh, I'm just going to go through various uh, – headlines and address some of this and then we'll get to some of the big stuff and then I'll have the whole panel uh, give their thoughts and anybody wants to talk about any of the things uh, that I'm you know discussing or these issues please take notes and, and once I get to you uh, feel free feel free um, let's, let's definitely get everybody's thoughts out there all right um, you know this is um, this is really good and I, I, I talked talked about this a little bit on my weekend show, but I'm, I'm going to get to it a little more. But uh, President Trump um, has announced, well, he hasn't officially announced, but people working with him say that he's focused on mental health rather than gun control. He's focused on mental health, and I'm glad. I am glad. I am so relieved. I'm like, phew. Oh, my God. You know, I've been talking for the longest time how if he caved on anything with gun control, if he gave the Democrats any sort of wiggling room, he gives them an inch, they take a mile, and it would also lose his base. Uh, not all his base, but some of his voters, would, would, they would be turned off. And, I mean, if it's questionable whether they walk away, but I think you'd have a good amount, a, a good few, especially strong Second Amendment people, which, which he understands now, which is why he's backed off this whole gun control crap. Because it's not, it's, it's not the answer. Uh, we know this. Uh, you know, it, it only uh, com- makes the problem more complex. That's all it does. Uh, it, it leaves the good guy defenseless. It uh, gives the enemy so much of an advantage. And it's all about a political agenda. You know, this has nothing to do with people's safety. These politicians who are pushing gun control know damn well that it's, it's not. It's not realistic. It's not going to do anything constructive. It's not going to help. It's not going to make a difference. It's just about pushing an agenda, like the Democrats do every second. They never quit. They never quit. And you know, I don't know who on this panel has seen the movie The Joker, but I saw The Joker almost a month ago when it came out. First night it came out, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. <clears throat> Any of my audience or anybody that hasn't seen it, check it out. Joaquin Phoenix is absolutely unbelievable and uh, something very profound. I, the way he depicts um, the Joker, you know, he, uh, it's, it's highly, highly genuine and authentic. And I'll, I'll tell you what it does, what it strongly depicts and uh, sets an example for. Is this mental health problem we have? And it proves that guns are not the problem because what happens I don't want to spoil it for people, this movie, but it really shines light on the whole mental health thing. I mean, you get guns in the wrong hands, 
and that's when the problem occurred. Guns don't automatically go off. They don't automatically shoot people on their own. It's the people's hands that it gets into, the, the people that shouldn't have them. We have a lot of wacky people in this country that need a lot of help, and they get a hold of this stuff. Sadly, a lot of times it's legal, but, and other times it's not. But when it's legal, there's not a damn thing anybody could do with legislation because if they're not going to get it legally, they're going to go get it illegally. So you're not going to win this war. You're really not, and I'm glad Trump is focusing on mental health. This is something that is so strongly needed, especially with all the mass shootings, with all the craziness. It's not putting more legislation on guns. We have enough gun laws, enough. You know what I mean? It's, 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 I mean, that, that, that's what it is, folks. You know, and, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is what we're, this is what we're dealing with. Um, <clears throat> Here we go. This is this is really disturbing. I think nobody's going to be surprised by this. But, uh, you know, I was reading this article uh, over the weekend, and we already knew the cartel was heavily involved with the Mexican government, but they're so involved to the point where they're getting freaking tax breaks. Yeah, we are working with a country that gives tax breaks to cartel members. This is what we're dealing with. I don't like it, and when you think of that fact, when you think of that reality that we're dealing with a country on trade deals, on all these different business transactions that give cartels a tax break, people that freaking kill thousands of people, they're guilty of racketeering, money laundering, every goddamn crime you can think of. Excuse my French, but it's like, come on, and you know what? I get it. It's a different country. Corruption exists. That's what it is, folks. But at the same time, uh, look at how much influence Trump has had on all these different countries who have treated their people badly, who have dealt with corruption, and he's exposed it. And he's actually, believe it or not, shaped up these countries. He's made these countries do things that they would have never done before. For instance, look at Saudi Arabia. Look at the Middle East. They're now opening the doors for Christians. They're now enabling the Bible. That's just one of many examples. But I'm, show, I'm showing you certain things that um, are, are an example of how Trump can not only you know, save our country, but he saves these other, other governments, these other worlds. It's wrong. It is wrong. I don't, you know, I don't like to be the world police. I hate that. But at the same time, when you're a government giving cartels tax breaks, tax breaks, give me a freaking br- I mean, seriously? You know how much money they're guilty of stealing and how much crime they're getting away with? Oh, my God. Um, let's see here. Uh, he, this, is, this is really interesting, and I talked about this on my show over the weekend. <clears throat> but the Democrats now say that the whistleblower's testimony is no longer needed. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Okay, we all know, because it doesn't exist. It's bullshit. Excuse my French, but it's a lie. It's a phony narrative. It never existed. There's no whistleblower that has any sort of information. There isn't. And if they have anything, it's a phony, made-up, fictional narrative. That's what it is. This is. This is what it is. That is what the reality is. There, there isn't a legitimate, reasonable, 
factual whistleblower. There's somebody involved with the deep state that is cooperating with the, the Democrats. That's what it is. This, this, that, that's the reality. Um, here, here's something that's really disturbing. I was reading this online today. The Democrats are getting closer and closer to pedophilia, enabling it. Now they're having little three-year-olds and two-year-olds uh, on LGBTQ commercials and transgender commercials and, you know, trying to talk about sexual orientation and all this crap. At three years old, you should not be under that sort of influence. You should not be teaching it. You should not – I mean, some kid, some kid who, who's playing with little action figures and eating ice cream and having candy – doesn't isn't supposed to be learning, and it's not even in kindergarten yet. It's just supposed to be learning about the male anatomy and the female anatomy. It's not. That's just not the society we're supposed to live in. It's inappropriate, and it keeps happening. And it goes into what I say about the Democrats all the time. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile to push their agenda. They push this whole transgender thing. They push the whole hundred different genders. They push all this crap that is a lie. They push it, and they push it, and they push it. And guess what? They want to see how much crazier their narrative can get, how much they can get away with, how much they can put into society that they can spin to normalize. This is, this is what it is. This is what we're dealing with. And they don't care about anything but power. Morals, ethics, it's all gone with the Democratic Party. And this is real. You've got transgenders reading to little kids, stripping in libraries, doing all this weird shit. Excuse my, le- excuse my French, but Jesus, come on. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, it, it, no parent um, should, should, should even – I mean, there's parents that are saying this is okay. Oh, we've got to be for everybody. We've got to be equal. No, it, you, this is a whole other level of, of something different than equal. Give me a break. It's, it's sick. It really is sick. Um, you know, this is, this is really disturbing. You know, I, I, I keep reading online, and this keeps happening. It doesn't end, and, and we keep seeing this constantly. People like Bruce Springsteen and all these musicians and actors and, and phony Hollywood uh, scums, like Bette Midler, Barbara Streisand, Cher. They keep wanting to voice their opinion. You know, they keep saying how bad America is, how Trump supporters are evil. They keep talking down about our Constitution. They talk down about our heroes. It's just constant hostility, uh, rhetoric, stuff that doesn't belong in our culture. Uh, I can't even think of anything more backwards than the stuff that comes out of their mouth. They're encouraging violence. They're encouraging hate. It's like leave, 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 leave. I get sick of these people. It's like they want to talk so bad about this country, but they make all this money in this country, and they say capitalism is the devil, all while they live in their mansions, go on their iPhones, drive their Maseratis. Biggest hypocrites on the face of the damn earth. I mean, give me a break. This, it, it, it's sinful. That, and they're not called out enough. I mean, frick, Scott. Damn. Enough with Hollywood, man. Enough. 
enough, enough, enough. And this is, you know, this goes into the social issues as well that we're dealing with. The Seattle public schools are now calling math oppressive. They're calling it racist. They're calling it part of the white man's culture. And let me remind everybody, I am from Seattle, Washington, live in Phoenix, Arizona, lived in Phoenix for about seven years, grew up in Seattle, great city, beautiful city. I hate the politics there. It's a liberal shithole. It's a, it's a cesspool. It's turning into San Francisco. Uh, very sad. It's turning into a place that I, I can't even uh, relate with. Uh, bums, ev- homeless people everywhere. I don't want to use the term bums. But tents everywhere, uh, needles everywhere, uh, poop everywhere. It's sad. And, and they're, they're ruining their, the city with that agenda, as well as these social things and pushing how everybody can be put in boxes. Everybody's a victim. Everybody white is racist, and math is now oppressive. And, and this, is, this is going on all over the country with these ridiculous social justice warrior antics. It doesn't end. It does not end. We're, it's always something new. Every day it's something crazier. Slavery reparations. Math is racist. SpongeBob is racist. Um, E.T. is racist. I mean, wait, what? 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 And, and, and these other social issues, this was another article out this past week. R- r- listen to this headline and think to yourself how wrong this is. Biological male now named female conference athlete of the week. Biological male named female conference athlete of the week. Think about that. Think about the disadvantage and the, uh, that these other people running against this person has. Uh, this person has male body parts, male testosterone, male, uh, you know, everything male, and going against the female. Uh, you know what? This all goes into the BS equality uh, narrative. They, they want to push everything and everybody and put people in boxes and let people – be as idiotic as possible uh, as long as they don't want to get their feelings hurt. We live in a society where you have to sugarcoat all the bullshit. You can't tell the truth to anybody. You, you, you have to give everybody trophies. And now you have these people who can compete in these, you know, athletic, um, you know, competitions. And if you question it or if you say it's an unfair advantage, and you're a racist, you're a hateful, you're a bigot Nazi. And I've said many times, I'm not Michael Jordan. You know, we're not all equal. We aren't. As much as I'd like to be Michael Jordan, I'm just not. Like, give it up already. Seriously. Like, you keep pushing this narrative. It goes back into what I said earlier. You give the Democrats an inch, they'll take a mile. They'll go to whatever extent, to whatever level, push it as far as possible to get their agenda passed. And they want to make it sound crazier and crazier. It's true. It's really true. Um, I'm loving what Kanye West is doing. Uh, props to him. God bless him. Uh, doing gospel music now. A fantastic album. If anybody has not heard it, uh, he really makes it work. Still very clever, unique, profound. Um, album is definitely a hit. Uh, you know, he definitely 
uh, praises Trump in it, talks how great Chick-fil-A is, uh, speaks out against Planned Parenthood, you know, saying how the Democrats are the party of plantations, KKK, and slavery, which is true. So you look at how he's shining light and he's waking people up, telling people to get off the chain, telling people to be free thinkers, to speak for themselves, to be to be uh, the American dream, to not listen to these Democrats that want to control everybody and don't care about you, only use you as political pawns. I love it. I love what he's sending, and it really sends a big message to the black community. Uh, don't forget, when he came out and support Trump about a year and a half ago, uh, the support for the black community went up to 36% for Trump. Kanye West is, I mean, it's, argu- it's arguable. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would agree, uh, even people that don't agree with his politics, but he is probably the best rapper of his generation. And that's, you know, I've, I've thought that since 2004. I've been a fan of his since 2004, seen him in concert many times. He's an unbelievable performer. And even before I knew he supported Trump, uh, he was my favorite artist. And I always considered him, yes, you know, it's hard to say, but I would say of his generation, yes. Um, He is fantastic. He always puts out uh, very, very, uh, you know, uh, unique and and clever and, and, and very um, stylish music. I mean, it's always, um, it doesn't really jump the shark. You know, he hasn't sold out. It, it hasn't gotten old. Uh, he keeps it, he keeps it balanced and praise to him, praise to him. And he's not only just a musician. He's also a very smart businessman. He's a, he's a, um, you know, uh, different things. He's a fashion designer. Uh, he's worth a lot of money. Somebody should go look that up. And he started with nothing. And, uh, he probably made more money in fashion uh, than he did in music. He's made and he's made a lot of money in music. Just to let everybody know a lot. But yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, God, there's a lot to get to. I have a few more things, and then we're gonna get to the panel. But uh, YG, you know, this is really bothering me. And YG is the he's such a tool. The guy is, hasn't had a hit song in years. He's a thug. He's a punk. He's a he's a you know I'm just gonna say it. He's a bitch. Um, he's a he's a dog. He's a he's a pig. Whatever you want to call him, this guy uh, had one of his had a fan watching his concert, and YG, his fat ass, stops the concert, pulls the fan up on stage, and starts ridiculing him and criticizing him because the guy's a Trump supporter, and making the guy say in front of everyone, "Are you a Trump supporter?" And the guy, the guy is not, the guy's not going to say anything. Um, and he, then the guy says, I don't know. And then, and then basically YG, so YG points this guy out of the crowd. Uh, I don't know what was said. I think somebody figured out this guy was a Trump supporter, and then he didn't want to admit it once he got called out. Then he got on the stage, and then he said, I don't know. And then YG said, well, if you don't know, you can get the fuck out of here. Excuse my French, but quote, unquote. So, I mean, has his security come and grab a fan who paid ticket all because of a different political view? This is what we've come to. This is what black liberals act like. And you know what? Black liberals are, they're evil people. Not all of them, but majority. The way they think, uh, they look at color, the only thing, they, they pretty much blame the white man for all their problems. And this isn't me just making that up. It's true. It really is true. They, they, they look for problems. They look for altercations. They look for things to bitch and whine about and claim how they're oppressed 
and their victims, and how and the, Donald Trump is racist, and you can't even give me a legitimate reason why he's racist. So shut up. Seriously, shut up. Um, last night, uh, this is really sick stuff, really, really, really sick stuff. Uh, the World Series in Washington, D.C., and the media is making, you know, we have people cheering this on, even the, late, the lamestream media is cheering this on, but at the World Series, they started booing our president. I mean, what can you expect, though? It's Democrat Washington, D.C. You know, it's wrong on so many levels. It's terrible. It's disgusting, but it's a liberal crowd. I mean, I'm not surprised, and these people are poor, are poor sports, no class, lack of ethics, um, you know, that weren't raised right, obviously, but there were also a lot of people cheering. They don't want to talk about that. There were a lot of people cheering, but yeah, there were a lot of people booing, but they only always point out the bad. You ever notice that about the media? They point out the bad. Even if Trump does something good, they'll make it look as bad as possible. They, they do not want to give him a W. That's the fact. And you know what? Anybody cheering this on should be ashamed of themselves. It's disgusting. It really is. This is what we've come to come to as a country. You guys are freaking pigs. Um, this, this is this is insane. It doesn't surprise me though, and it goes back into what I said about ditching. Sorry, we had a little bit of a mic malfunction. Now I'm back. But this goes back into what I've been talking about on my show all the time. Seventy um, percent, seventy of millennials would vote socialist, according to a new poll. That's how that's how screwed and messed our generation is. 70% of millennials would vote socialist. This is what the colleges are indoctrinating our students with. This is what the colleges are brainwashing uh, kids that parents are paying millions, I mean, not not, lots of money, not millions, but, you know, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 a year uh, to these colleges. And for what? To go learn about socialism, to go learn about third world ideology, to go learn about everything that is backwards in society, and all these professors, oh, yeah, socialism so great. If it's so great, then why don't you work for free? Why don't you work for free? Why are you pushing this on us? Why, why do you guys keep, you know, <clears throat> saying how bad Trump is, how, you know, I mean, it's like we don't go – to school to listen about your political BS. We go there to learn about education. Your political ideas, these professors and these high up these universities, they they should be their own. You shouldn't, you know, and it's an opinion. They're not facts, and all these professors try to spew them like they're facts. They're not facts. And then they get pompous. Then they get smug in their persona. This is what we this is what we deal with. This is what we deal with. It's, it's, you know what, and it's, it has to change. And federal funding, and there needs to, needs to stop to these universities. There needs to be some sort of thing put into place so these people are stop getting brainwashed. I get it's a free society. People can think what they want, but you don't indoctrinate it into somebody during class time. It's not the time and the place. People are there to learn about stuff that can be useful in their daily life. Not about people's and professors' damn opinions. Um, you know, he, here, okay, let's get let's get into the big thing now. This is really big. So over the weekend, over the weekend, President Trump took out the leader of ISIS. Yes, you heard that right. Not only months ago did he defeat ninety nine percent of ISIS, he's now taken out the leader, the leader 
What was Obama's biggest problem, or at least one of them, when he left office? ISIS, ISIS. Even the media said that. But now, the media is now trying to spin the leader of ISIS being dead. The Washington Post wrote an article praising the leader. And all these leftist organizations are giving credit to foreign entities, other our allies and our military, but they refuse to give it to the president. Like I said earlier, they do not want to give him a W. He just did something unbelievably miraculous, and you like he does everything, he makes it look easy. And what does the media do? What did I say earlier in my show? When he gets a W, when he gets a win, they make it look as bad as possible. They spin it. They don't want to make it look good. They don't want to tell the truth. They want to make the leader of ISIS look like a hero and our president like the enemy. This is what it's come to. This, I, I, you know what? And it makes sense why CNN and MSNBC are tanking in the ratings. Because they'd rather be politically correct and they'd rather attack the president than tell the truth. It's sick stuff. Listen to this clip. We have, we have um, uh, Joseph, uh, Billy coming on. We have uh, Trisha Flanagan and James Bradley. Uh, Joseph Billy is coming up next, though. But I do want to play this clip, and then I want to get to a few of my uh, co-hosts on the panel, and then we're going to introduce our guests. But listen to what Trump said about how it went down over the weekend. Uh, here we go. One, four. constantly changing his mind. He thought he'd be in a certain location. He was. Things started checking out very well. He knew something about the compound. He knew it had tunnels. He gathered more or less at five. We had eight helicopters, and we had many other ships and planes. It was approximately an hour and ten-minute flight, and we were flying over very, very dangerous territory, which was special operation. Guys, it, not really the best quality, um, and the clip was fading out. But <clears throat> Trump, Trump made a huge speech, made a huge announcement over the weekend. Um, the leader of ISIS was a coward, ran like a little girl. We got him. That's it. Um, you know, and it's a huge accomplishment. And uh, you know, just like, just like everything, though, like I say. Uh, it's it's the media is a big problem in our country. Uh, Michael Balsey, go ahead. Great opening, Rory. You sure covered a lot of topics there. I'm going to try to hit on a few of them because some of them were a couple of touchy subjects with me. But uh, as far as the uh, math being racist, you know that's just a, reading that imperialism and dehumanization, self oppression, marginalization of the person. All that is is to focus on social justice, create more resistance. Right, that's all that's about. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But uh, I never did think that our great president was going to do anything specific on gun control. The real issue has been mental health. I've talked about it many, many times on your show. For it wasn't for the ACLU and the liberals instilling uh, massive regulations on the mental health industry over the years. The country that had a sufficient amount of mental health institutions, and we rarely had any any types of problems like we see now because most of the mental health individuals, people with mental disease, receive some sort of proper treatment. 
Now, as far as families or even law enforcement is concerned, it's difficult to get somebody committed for evaluation. <clears throat> you know, so I think the president will start by reducing the massive regulations uh, and create more options for law enforcement and families. And, uh, and you know, reverse some of the damage that's been done in the past. I mean, you have qualified people out there, several qualified people, many people that can open up and reopen these institutions. As far as uh, the ISIS leader is concerned, you know, ISIS is a creation of, of the deep state. I don't think there's any question about that. We finance them. We weaponize them. That's what the whole Libya and Benghazi thing was all about, was gun running over there, right? There's numerous photographs of our politicians, McCain being one, photographed with Baghdadi himself. Uh, the deep state was not only, not only created them, but they, orchest they, or they orchestrated their attacks. They were leading them. And this, and, and if you, you know, I think just evidence by look at how, you know, you would expect the media not to give Trump credit for anything, but to really go against him and downgrade this attack uh, and killing of Baghdadi, I think is just shameful. I think it really exploits who they are and who the politicians are that supported ISIS all along. They were using this radical. Uh, wing of the, of the Islamic State to enforce their radical agenda throughout the world. That's exactly what they were doing. So I think yep. it, it was a big hit for the president. It was, a, it was a big win for the United States, a big win for the president. And I think uh goes a long way from some things I was reading today. It looks like this is really going to take out ISIS. This is going to be maybe one of the last straws. Then I think with regards, to the, with regards to the normalization of pedophilia, you know, I don't think there's any secret anymore that, uh, you know, pedophilia and uh, human trafficking, child trafficking has been a big part of the deep state's agenda for many, many years and a big part of their financial structure. And I think the reason they're normalizing this in so many different facets is to try to lessen what appears to be their guilt when the truth finally comes out. And it's going to come out. And you're going to see some big names involved. I really think that's what this is a push towards, in addition to destroying the fabric of our society, which we've talked about many times, is what the, really the left is trying to do. So uh, I know you have other guests. I'll uh, kind of keep it short. No, absolutely. And, you know, you, you were in law enforcement. And, and you know, you, you know, you're very, you're very involved with with a lot of what's going on. And, you know, I wanted to ask you about this. And I, and I didn't really. This is the only point I didn't get into on my opening, but it, I think it's really important. Is the fact that uh, recently, and, I, and I've talked about on my show many times how, you know, I, I think the first step that first step act, and I think criminal justice reform is a good thing to an extent, but they didn't look at a lot of these people that were getting out. I mean, there's a lot of terrible people that were getting out on this reform, murderers, murderers, rapists, uh, gang members. You know, it's one thing if somebody's in there for marijuana or stuff that's light, but there were some hardcore people that were getting released. And I think that was overlooked in certain aspects. I'm not saying it's the president's fault and I don't think it is, but I think there's certain people that were doing this legislation and putting stuff in this bill 
that, you know, we're being sneaky about it. Like, for instance, it was just reported that the Latin Kings gang leader was freed by the First Step Act. First Step Act. He was arrested for murder after a nationwide manhunt um, after he was let go. Well, I think, once again, you know, there needs to be some sort of a mental health evaluation. And I agree. If, if it's a minor offense or whatever, I don't think anybody would argue right. with the fact that somebody gets an early release. But right. I really think there needs to be some mental health evaluation, which ought to yeah. extend not only to the individual at the present, but extend through his yeah. past as well. And right. if that be the case, you know, that should happen while if the person is incarcerated and that person should receive some sort of medical treatment. We're paying for all the other medical needs that they had, they require. Right. So I don't see why they're not receiving that while they're incarcerated as well. So that at the time of their release, you know, they're fit to come back into society. But I agree with you hundred percent. You just can't turn these people out because of the first step back. I, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, you know, you you were a police chief, and you know, I want to ask you this. Uh, it was it was announced today as well, and you know, I talk about the illegal immigration crisis all the time on my show. It's a big it's a big thing that I address constantly. But like places like Los Angeles are now releasing a hundred criminal illegal aliens every single day, and it's just as bad in Arizona and other places. Like it's it's scary, and you as you know, being in charge of law enforcement, uh, I'm sure you've dealt with similar situations, and I'm sure you think this is atrocious how any of these leaders could ever allow this to happen. You know, if, if these leaders don't feel a sense of responsibility, not only to their own law enforcement officers that work under them, but to the community in which they serve, they have a responsibility. They took an oath, okay? They, they need to be responsible for the actions of these people should they commit crimes right. upon their release. I mean, that, you're right. It's atrocious, and not, something needs to be done about it. And I really think some things are going to change if the Republicans can take back the House. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see some of these things, some of these things put into place, uh, right. address a lot of issues, but uh, that's certainly one of them. I mean, you can't release hardcore criminals back into society. You know, I, it, yeah. it, it can't happen. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, just like, you know, I, I talked about this on my weekend show, Las Vegas now has become a sanctuary city. I mean, this is the – imagine what that's going to do to tourism. Imagine what that's going to do to their economy. It, it's such a terrible mistake. Well, I agree 100 percent, and I, like I said, there, there has to be a sense of responsibility. The problem that a lot of these police chiefs face – and sheriffs are in a little bit different boat because in most cases they're elected. But these police chiefs serve at the whim of the uh, of the mayor or the towns in which they serve, and they can be replaced. They'll just put an, another yes man in there. But, you know, you have to be – you're going to take that position. You know, it's like when I became police chief and I went to the mayor and I said, I'll take that position, but I'm running my department. And I'm running it in accordance with my oath of office. You know, so don't ask me to do anything that's illegal because I will refuse. Unless you take that attitude, you know, I mean, you might be short-lived in the position, but you have to have that attitude, and everybody that follows you needs to have that attitude too. Yeah, no, no, you're 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 absolutely right, 100%. 
Dr. Hennon, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I think you've you touched on a lot of issues here. Um, and I think a lot of it boils down to one thing, and I bring this up almost every single show, and that's the morality of our nation, um, the morality of our um, elected officials, the morality of our, you know, whether it's federal, state, local. Um, we've deteriorated as a society. Um, the average person doesn't know what morality is, uh, and, and, you know, and that needs to change. Um, one of the big things on my platform is education, and you talked a little bit about education here. Um, you know, the things that are being taught, uh, you know, the, the political nonsense that's being taught in schools nowadays. You know what, don't take a side in school. You know, teach, uh, why don't we get back to teaching civics again? Teach about the Bill of Rights, teach about the Constitution, um, and give them the knowledge that they need because, you know, that's what's going to raise up this next generation to be the citizens that they need to be. Instead, they're dumbing them down and they're not coming out knowing anything about anything. You know, and, and we want to just make this uh, common core thing that needs wiped away. Common core does nobody any good, and we just need to fix that. Uh, you know, and it's just uh, just so many things. Um, you, you look at the uh, YG, you know, uh, picking on a guy from the crowd just because he was a Trump supporter. Seriously, uh, you know, if that would have happened under Obama's time frame. Um, there would have been some big issues over that. If someone would have been pulled on stage and picked on because they were an Obama supporter, you would have never heard the end of it from the left. It would have just been all out. Uh, you know, it would have been war against Republicans. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that th this is where we're at as a nation. Um, you know, I don't like uh, looking at things just as like either black or white. You know, you got to look at the whole picture. And I, I will sit and listen to any Democrat. But, you know, come with an informed uh, opinion, you know, come in and, and we can, uh, you know, talk it out and we can uh, hash things out. But nowadays, the left is so far left, there's not a whole lot of talking and reasoning that you can do to even, you know, make headway with anything. Um, and, and I'm glad Trump, you know, uh, I think is heading into the right direction with, with uh, gun control, you know, talking about uh, mental health, because that's a huge issue in our country. Um, the mental health um, you know, I think a lot of that, you know, there's a whole bunch of issues with mental health. I mean, that, uh, that, that's just a field that, um, you know, we have a whole bunch of issues that we just need to solve. Uh, and we do need to expand it with law enforcement, expand it with, a, you know, where families can reach in and have some interventions and, and get the people the help they need. And, and uh, you know, those people uh, don't need a gun in their hands, you know, because there's people that make the wrong choices with a gun, and it's not the gun's fault. It, it's the hand that pulls the trigger. Um, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about um, – you know, Baghdadi, that was a big thing, uh, and, and you're right. He's not going to get a W for that because um, they're not going to let him have a W. They're not going to let him have a W no matter what. Um, it doesn't matter how good he is. They're not giving a, him a win on any of this. Um, you know, I think he did the right thing. I think he did – you know, there's a, even people talking about how he did the wrong thing, not telling the Democrats. And, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know what? If I were him, I wouldn't tell him much of anything either because, look, I believe that something would have been leaked, something would have been uh, mishandled, and then all of a sudden it makes it look like he did something that caused some soldiers or something to get harmed. So I think he did the right thing. Um, you know what, what? What else we cover? Uh, you, you talked a little bit about uh, well uh, down down in Mexico how the cartel is given tax breaks. Well, listen, in our country, some of our lead criminals, and that's called politicians, have huge breaks. Yep. Yeah, so you know, I think that that's another issue we have to look at. You know, um, you know, in Mexico, the cartel is is politicians. I mean, you know, they really control the whole the whole narrative down there. Uh, and, and you know, up here, we've got politicians that are just as crooked as they are, and just as guilty as they are. 
um, just as guilty when it comes to sex trafficking, when it comes to human trafficking, and in their hands, you know, they they can get away with it. Um, you, you look at the Clintons, um, how often they've gone away with everything without have, being held accountable, and you know. So I'd say, you know what, we've got a serious problem here, and that's our politicians, and we've got to get that brought back in. Uh, we've got to have uh, the people stand up, you know, because the voters, you can blame the voters for all this, because you know the voters vote people in, and the voters vote people out, and we've got to start voting the right people in. I agree. I agree. I, you know what, I'm, I'm really, I'm really rooting for you. We need you in Congress. Uh, you know, Tim, Tim Ryan. Yeah, uh, he he needs to he needs to get out of there. We 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 need you in that district in Ohio. Well, I'll just tell you, I, I won't be liked in Congress because um, I believe I believe in speaking the truth and I believe in like you know fighting for freedom for everybody. Um, you know, and and I know that's uh, that's a challenge in Washington D.C. Um, they don't believe in freedom anymore. They they believe in taking it away, and I'm here to fight for it. <clears throat> I love it. I love it, man. And uh, you're always well said. Always spot on. Thank you. Let's go to let's go to Hunter. Hunter, you work you work you work for the Trump camp. You work for the Trump campaign, and uh, you're very involved. And you probably have some thoughts. And, and by yeah. the way, uh, I'm going to Hunter, and then I'm going to take a commercial, and then we will introduce um, uh, Joe. So I'm, I'm very excited to have Joe Billy with us. But Hunter, go ahead, uh, and everybody else on the panel, I will get to you tonight. Don't worry. I know there's a lot of people on the phone. We, we I will be with you. I promise. But Hunter, go ahead. Hey, hey, Corey. Uh, so. Before I start, I think um, I, I just want to say uh, I you know, going through Facebook and going and talking to my people all over the country. There are Republicans in leadership in leadership positions, meaning county chairman, state chairman, RNC national committee men, women that and there are that are saying that. These are mostly never Trumpers or extreme libertarian Republicans, meaning, you know, they're more uh, they're into this conspiracy thing. There are people out there saying that this raid never happened. Republicans, and I really had a problem with that because one, I have family members uh, in my family that work in the intelligence community. Uh, one of them served three tours in Iraq, and and it has been in many raids and has hunted down many terrorists like. The man that was just killed over the weekend, and I think it's a disservice to to say that thousands and hundreds, hundreds of thousands of soldiers over the past years from from the Bin Laden raid to this raid lied about this whole thing. I think it's I think it's disgraceful. One, if, so if you're a Republican, you're going out there saying show me the body and all this kind of stuff. Just shut up because you know it's 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 bullshit because it happened. I have – I actually ran into a friend that has sources that are down on the ground in Syria right now as we speak. They – and you know, the weird part about this whole operation was they are, they were at the scene, and they, you know, obviously you've seen pictures online, but it, it, it's completely – there is no – you can't even tell what it is. It's, it's flat. But the weird part again, and this happened with bin Laden, is the raid took place right near a Turkish military uh, area where there's Turkey military presence. And the sources on the ground have said there is no way in hell that they did not know that this guy was living there for months. So once again, this, this is why Trump has said in the past, and he said on the campaign trail, that honestly a lot of these countries are not playing fair, 
and they're not doing what for what, they're they're only doing what what's in their best interest, not in the United States. So again, Pakistan knew about Bin Laden, didn't say anything. Turkey knew about this this uh, Baghdadi guy, didn't say anything. Again, this is why we could have to continue to push the America First policies because other countries are not playing fair and they're not putting America first on their end. Why would they? They're you know. So I, that's the first thing I want to say. But I, you know, I texted someone at the RNC and some, a few other people on TV. CNN is just saying because President Trump was booed at this game, that means the whole entire country is booing, and people believe that. You know, I look at the comments on CNN. People believe that he was he was being that if he went to any baseball game in this country, he'd be booed. Let me just say, look at this on a, on a data uh, aspect of things, because I'm a data person. That's what I do in politics. Seventy-five percent of the registered voters in the D.C. metro area are Democrat. Prince William County in Virginia, D.C. suburb, seventy-eight percent of them are registered Democrat. Prince George's County, Maryland, D.C. suburb. 72% are registered Democrats. Who the hell do you think is going to the Washington Nationals game? Come on. I mean, you can't, you can't, this is, again, CNN misleading people again and again and again. They don't even, they, they fail to tell you. I mean, like, what do you think? If, if Donald Trump went to the Dodgers game, do you think he'd be cheered? Come on. You know, it, it's, again, this is what CNN does. It really, really irks me because. I just don't understand why anybody – you know, I have some buddies that are on Fox News sometimes. I said, you guys got to say that Washington National fans are mostly Democrat. They live in Democrat area. Do you, what do you think you're going to say, yay for Trump? I mean it's, it's kind of ridiculous, uh, but just the fact that that one game represents the whole entire country um, is, right. is really is bullshit. Um, so this uh, whistleblower thing, you know, as, as, you know, we have some breaking news tonight that the House is pushing – uh, it's going to have a vote on Thursday. Uh, I actually talked to a U.S. candidate candidate um, a few hours ago, and we were talking about it, and uh, he was talking to another congressman that's down there. They, I, I don't think Democrats even have enough votes to do it, and I think it's going to backfire. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But again, you know, look what happened with Katie Hill. That's one vote that is gone now. And I just find it surprising that Nancy Pelosi would put some of these new Democrats or in Trump districts that he won, you know, on the spot like this. I think it's stupid for if I'm a Democrat operative or if I'm the DNC, I'm saying you keep playing the games until you can get to the 2020 election. Because I think this is, I think, like I said, I said this to you a couple weeks ago, this whole thing's going to backfire. I don't think there is a whistleblower. What I think it is. And and from what I'm hearing is it, there isn't one single person that's whistleblowing. What it was, it's a group of people in the White House that don't like Trump that work there. There are and, yep. and people. Believe me, I know there are people at the White House that work for President Trump that don't like what he's doing, and they are and they are doing everything they can to destroy his agenda. And I and I've, yeah. I've heard, I have told Kellyanne Conway this in person uh, a couple months ago. I said, find out who those rats are, and that's what the whistleblowers are. There isn't one person; it's a bunch of people working together trying to get him out of office, and they're working with the Democrats. So you know, there isn't yep. just one 
person that's the whistleblower. There never was. So um, that right. that's what. And also one, one last thing. I'm a Seahawks fan, Seahawks fan forever. I love Seattle. It's the most beautiful city I've ever been to. I, if you haven't been to Seattle, you got to go. It's beautiful. But, oh, my Lord, you go downtown where it's facing the list, and you can't even walk on the sidewalk because there's homeless people living in tents on the street. So imagine you're walking down your sidewalk and you see a tent, like someone's you know, camping out on Mount Everest. That's what it's like. It's terrible. Yeah. It's the city. It's a shame because the city is so beautiful. Jay Inslee. Is a terrible governor. Terrible governor. He's all he cares he's about huge, is climate. Terrible. He's terrible man. And you know, I moved down to Phoenix, Arizona, about seven years ago. But I, I was born and raised in Seattle. Spent my whole childhood there. We've had nothing but Democratic politicians my entire life, and they've ran yeah. the state of Washington and the city of Seattle into the ground. And it's sad. And it's. It, it, it's like it can't even be helped at this point. It is so much damage. And, and so how much beautiful it is. It's yes. so beautiful. I, 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 I tell people, you know, I, I was joking with my mom tonight. My mom only thinks there's two states. There's Delaware and Florida. She's never been anywhere else but Delaware and Florida. So she thinks, but right. I tell people, if you go to Seattle, it is so beautiful. And the fact yeah. that, that the people literally handed over that beautiful state to the failed Democrat right. policies is a disgrace. And I'm hoping, you know, I have a friend that my, one of my best friends is from, from Auburn, Washington, right outside of Seattle. He, he, you know, that's where he's yeah. from. Loves Seattle. Right. They, his whole family moved to, moved to Pennsylvania. They're done. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's very sad to say. It really is. It really is, Hunter. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, everybody yeah. stay with us. We will be right back with U.S. congressional candidate from Pennsylvania, Joe Billy. And then we will be also be having on the show uh, Senate candidate from New Jersey, Trisha Flanagan. So everybody, please stay with us. We'll be right back. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of Endless Apps. Endless Apps, every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. 
When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoking behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night. I do want to introduce to the show. Uh, very happy to have him here. We have U.S. congressional candidate from Pennsylvania, Joseph Billy. Joseph, how are you? Welcome to the show. Um, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Excellent, Joe. Well, first time on the show, and like I do with yeah. all my guests when they first come on the show, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of a bio, how it all started for you, how you got to where you are now, and you're running for office. I love it. <laughs> Oh, no problem. Um, yeah, I'm just in the suburb of Philly. Um, I started I started playing with the idea a few years ago now. Um, my, my big thing was, you know, I'm a Navy veteran um, from 1990-94, and then I re-enlisted after 9-11, did some reserve time. And then I'm also a volunteer um, firefighter for the last 30 years. I've been a fire chief, fire marshal, and all that stuff. But um, I first started out trying to I was really upset with the VA how that was, ha- you know, what was going on there, and then it just snowballed, and <clears throat> here I am now. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, I hear you. So tell us. So after 9/11, you you started volunteering. Obviously, that event that strongly inspired you. And uh, tell us how you got involved. Uh, sounds like you're doing a lot of, well, you, you've done a lot of afternoon stuff. Yeah, um, actually, I, I grew up in the fire department. Um, my father and uh, it's it's all volunteer. Um, pretty much suburbs of Phillies. We're still all volunteer out here for now. And um, I started when I was 16, and then I, I, <clears throat> after high school, I went into the Navy, and then used the GI Bill. You know, went to community college, and then 9/11 happened. So I reenlisted and did some reserve time. And uh, you know, and then you know, I, I continued on with my volunteer career, and you know, became fire chief and. Um, then later I was a fire marshal and, and then everything just kind of snowballed from there. And, you know, we had a congressman back, you know, a few years ago named Pat Meehan and nothing was really happening with the VA back then. So I started, uh, I started messing around and got things going and, um, yeah, I didn't do too well last election with, um, certain, Certain issues with the campaign, and um, you know, some of my staff had um, personal issues, so we had to um, pretty much put everything on hold, and then we kicked it back up for this time. So let me so let me ask you this: so what? So this time around with your campaign, uh, does it look mm-hmm. like you're the you're the front runner? It look like you're in the in the front seat in terms of like your primary. Uh, as of right now, I am the only candidate right now um, doing anything for the um, Republican Party. So I wow. have um, I've already been endorsed by the um, the Delaware County Firemen Association, and former Congressman Kurt Weldon has also endorsed me. And um, 
Yeah, I'm also in the talks with uh, the FOP and some of the firefighter unions as well. So, Wow, man. <clears throat> so tell everybody, uh, for people that don't know, uh, mm-hmm. what areas does your district cover? Um, well, I don't know if you heard back in 2018, somehow the Democrat-controlled state Supreme Court redistricted the state. So they gerrymandered it into, you know, of course, favorable for Democrats. Um, now, my district consists of all of Delaware County, and it goes into the southern part of Philadelphia. So, you, so you're in charge of downtown Philadelphia, those type of places, all that stuff? Um, more like South Philly, um, like near the stadiums, the Navy Yard, which thankfully President Trump's bringing back, and um, wow. some other in like, in like the refinery areas. So we're, wow, we're basically you, a blue-collar district. <clears throat> look at you, man. That's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of area. I and yeah. you know what? I love I love the fact that you know we have more military men and pro-Trump agenda individuals running for office. And you know, uh, thank you for your service. Um, I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um, just like I, you know, you guys are the real heroes. And, and I've said this many times that. It's nobody in a jersey. It's not a celebrity. It's not a rap star. The real heroes in America, in our country, are our soldiers, are our veterans. I mean, that, that's the reality. It's, you know, I, um, I, really, I really think it's important that uh, we keep this trend going uh, because I think military background uh, really resonates well and connects well with political backgrounds, and I think they kind of go well together in, in so many mm-hmm. different aspects because – you have all that, you know, strong expertise. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, I, I kind of, you know, with with what I did in the service, um, I was on an aircraft carrier. I did, um, you know, we, I did a lot of targeting and plotting and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I understand how things work, like the stuff that happened over the weekend. I, I would have been involved in that if we were off the coast. So, and. Right. Um, and then just in in general, like, you know, you, 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 I was listening to your, your program earlier. You were talking about immigration. You know, my wife's an immigrant. She came here legally, and I watched her family become citizens and, you know, yeah. and watched them do it the right way. And now, you know, her parents retired now. And it's it's a beautiful thing to ever watch people become, you know, and they take that oath and get that certificate, you know, to see the the pride on their faces. It's It's really incredible. You know, I get choked up when I talk about it sometimes. And, you know, I didn't, like, my wife hates politics. It's funny. And, but that really gets, gets her going when she sees these illegals just getting stuff handed to them. And, you know, and it's just, it's really, really frustrating. And I'm glad these people get in the office. They're supposed to represent us. We're the ones who elected them in, and they'd rather help illegals. And I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because I, I talk about that on my show all the time. I'm like, in this country, <clears throat> entitlement, I think, is probably one of the biggest problems that we face. And you have all these third-class citizens that come here, cut everybody in line, and mm-hmm. then they wave their country flags in our country. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're waving your country flag here and you couldn't wait to get out of there because you were escaping it, I mean, what's with the mm-hmm. pride? I mean, you're in our country disrespecting us, disrespecting the people waiting patiently in line, thinking that we mm-hmm. owe you something, coming here, living off our welfare system, living off our taxpayers, 
it's sick stuff. It really is. And it, it takes away from American values. It takes away from the American dream. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a whole new level of, um, of insanity. It really is. Uh, it's, it's, I, I can't even put into words how it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? It's, for so long, the swamp has been built, built, built up, and it's been piled on, and it's years and years of damage with creating, um, you know, these entitled, you know, animals. You know, that's what they act like when they come here, mm-hmm. break our laws, act violent. There's a lot of good illegals, but they're doing it the wrong way. I'm not going to say everybody right. that comes across the border illegally is a bad person because that's just not the case. They're just misled, yeah. and and I, I it's really, yeah. I, I mean, we're we're really dealing with a problem of broken immigration laws, and like I said, yep. it's been piled on for so many years. And Trump is dealing with a lot. I mean, look at everything he has to deal with, you know, and then these caravans, and you know, the media trying to mm-hmm. portray these people as victims, and you have deep state operatives and Democrats funding these these caravans. I mean, it's sick. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. He has nobody backing him up. Yeah, and yeah, free health care? Free health care for these people? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. It's, it's like, where, where where do we draw the line? I mean, and you know what? It needs to stop. It really does. Because you know what? We have, and I was talking about this on my show earlier. You have police departments, and you have different city officials releasing these people by the hundreds every single yeah. day. People with criminal. Oh, we have the same problem in Philadelphia. We have the same problem here. Yeah, speak on that. I know it's bad back there. I read about Pennsylvania and illegals and sanctuary cities. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Philly a sanctuary city? Uh, Yes, it is. And now they, um, like the county I live in, we're still Republican for now. Um, God willing, hopefully Tuesday the Republicans can keep control of council. Otherwise, we'll be a sanctuary county here too. So. yeah, so we really need to push the vote on next week and get our Republicans reelected and keep control of our um, our county council. Absolutely, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. And so tell, so tell us this: what, um, what, what do you, what do you see? Um, you know, with with Pennsylvania being a Commonwealth state. Uh, for mm-hmm. our listeners that don't know, or for the listeners that don't know what that means, please explain. Because I know your laws are somewhat different back there. Yeah, th- there's there's very few commonwealths like that. Uh, Virginia is also a commonwealth. Yeah, I think so... there are only like three or something. Yeah. Um, God, I don't know if I have enough time to really exactly. go into explain everything. <laughs> yeah, don't quote me on that, everybody. I don't know the exact amount, but I'm I'm guessing. I know it's a few. I'll go ahead though. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Um, it's I don't know if I want to get into a civics lesson here to, to, to discuss commonwealths, but um, you know we all you know we have our own constitution and stuff like that. But um, yeah, let me try and put in the put in the right words here. Um, uh, commonwealth. Trying, I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to put into the right words. I, I don't want to. I don't want to screw it up here. 
right. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I'm just trying to find the right definition here for you guys. It says it simply means that the um, they adopted a British term for providing the common good or the commonwealth of its citizens. So like Kentucky, Massachusetts, Virginia, and uh, Pennsylvania are commonwealths. If that, I mean that's just a short, um, a shortened part of it. Yeah, I, I know. I know things differ work differently there and I know there's different things and you know I, I know I know there's just different uh, regulations and stuff but let me let me ask you this what do you see as the biggest problems the three biggest problems that pencil that your your district faces right now and what you would change on day one well um, within the last few years um, the opioid epidemic has been really bad uh, I believe it was 2017 2017 or 18. Uh, my county was the number one in the state for the use of Narcan, which is the um, the reverse drug for opioids when you overdose. So that's a not such a great feat there to we have to fix that. So that's still a big problem here. Um, that, like I said, the, the VA and trying to keep the jobs here, and with everything that Trump's done, we do have some jobs coming back and. Um, it sounds like he wants to bring the Navy Yard back in, so that would bring a lot more jobs. And Pennsylvania is already doing well with the coal coming back and the steel coming back in the Pittsburgh area. So, I mean, things are happening, but so much more needs to be done here, especially on my side of the state. So, right. that um, you, know, you know, we just lost the refinery back in September, and uh, the Democrat who is in charge here, of course, all her corporate friends got the big payoffs. And all the workers got the shafts, so uh, you know we need to need to do something better there. And hopefully, like, a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys who work at the refinery are younger guys, so they're they're out looking for, you know, they're uprooting their families, going somewhere else to another refinery somewhere in the country. Right. And then Trump just announced about the Navy Yard coming back, so they, um, there's a lot of guys reapplying there, and so that that could be a really good thing if if that gets off the ground and gets going because it's still a very well, vital yeah. area for ships because <clears throat> the dry docks oh, are still you. there and so i mean it's still i mean the, the mothball fleet's still there and which is really good because it's fresh water and it preserves the ships better than the salt so yeah, it's a it's a good thing i love it i love it i love it um i definitely want to have you back soon but please tell everybody where they can connect with you where they can get involved with your campaign all that good stuff Oh yeah, sure. Um, so you can go to my website. Uh, it's um, uh, joebillyforcongress.com. So it's J-O-E-B-I-L-L-I-E, not Y. Um, Joebilly uh, for F-O-R Congress uh, dot com. Or you can go on my Twitter. Um, that's Billy B-I-L-L-I-E the number four Congress. And um, I have all, all my stuff on there as well. Um, we really need donations. I'm a blue collar guy. I'm not a rich lawyer or uh, some big business typhoon that can afford to sell fun. So um, <clears throat> if you guys can throw $5, $10, 25 whatever, um, there's a link on the on my website, and that, that would be greatly appreciated, and we can take on the establishment and, you know, um, 
take out these uh, rhinos and um, socialists that are trying to take over over here. Absolutely. No, I, I, no, we need to. We need guys like you in there. Uh, God bless <clears throat> you, though, man, and, and I'll definitely uh, get you back on soon. Thank you so much. That right, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. All right, absolutely. We'll be right back, everybody, with Trisha Flanagan, who's running for Senate in New Jersey. Stay with us. Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind the scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. 
And we are back, the Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night, uh, coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I do believe we have with us now, I do want to introduce her, we have Senate candidate from New Jersey, Trisha Flanagan. Uh, how are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm doing well, Rory. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Well, your first time here. It's great having you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bio, kind of how it all started for you and how you got here. You're running for Senate. It's a big deal. Pretty cool. Sure, sure. Well, I'm sort of the unexpected politician. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer that our forefathers envisioned a government of, by, and for the people that included uh, you know, citizen politicians, that uh, our government was never supposed to be establishment, uh, you know, 30 years in the same position. That's really how we got the swamp, and I'm committed to full training it. And I think the first way to do that is to bring people from the private sector into Washington to bring their time, talent, their expertise, to craft policy, and then go back and live with the fruits of the legislation that they create. Uh, and I'm committed to doing that. So my background is actually uh, I started my career as a biochemist in oncology wow. research. And then uh, I was developing first-generation immunobiologics. And um, then I went into the business world. And I spent the first half of my career in corporate pharmaceuticals. And then I started my own consultancy. And in working uh, in that business space, uh, you know, Business, pharmaceutical business works in crafting policy because especially advent of the Affordable Care Act, which, by the way, is nothing but affordable, or is everything but affordable, I should say. Uh, but for the first time in pharmaceutical business history, the government was now a customer uh, of, that, of that business atmosphere. And so in some cases, in some markets, uh, 60% of the business became the government. So I'm one of the few people that have read the full ICA. Even Nancy Pelosi uh, apparently hasn't done that. And working in that space, uh, I developed uh, a lot of policy, and, and it was just a natural leap to get into the political world. So here I am. Cory Booker's got to go, uh, and, and we've got to reclaim New Jersey. Wow. So you're running against Cory Booker, Spartacus. Spartacus, <laughs> yes, yes, and he, well, he's so busy with his vanity presidential campaign, he's actually, uh, as last time I checked, as of a couple of weeks ago, he hasn't even filed to run for that Senate seat, uh, how interested he is in it, uh, so, um, you know, Corey's got a lot of problems, and, um, you know, New Jersey, uh, it, it, he's turned his back and his heart on us, so I'm ready to fill the space. Okay. I'll tell you what he's wor he's a wor he's wor he's a, he's a, he's a worse actor than a freaking soap star. I mean, this guy is a he's a joke. I I think this guy is as uh, over the top as anything I've ever seen. And why why do you think that uh, he wouldn't run again? I mean, uh, I know that he's been elected quite a few times in New Jersey. I know he was mayor of New Newark, right? And then he was. Uh, elected in the Senate, but what do you think? What do you think is going on there? Why do you, Why don't you think he's filed? 
Well, a couple of things. So I do think he will ultimately file it. And this is if, now this is my theory, uh, but I think we're seeing it borne out in the debates and in the polls. So what I mean by that, I think he's running for the VP position all along. Uh, when you uh-uh. look at how the Democrat presidential nomination is uh, shaping up, uh, you know, Biden, the, you know, according to the polls, he's still leading. But uh, Warren is overtaking him in, in, in some of those uh, polls. So let's look at yeah. it. It's either going to be for the nomination. It's either going to be Warren or Biden or uh, Bernie, right? Uh, well, right. who would be who is the VP then going to be? Let's say it's Warren. I, I you know I'm not predicting, but let's go there first. Uh, you know she's obviously not going to choose Biden. He's already been there, done that. Um, I don't think she's going to choose another woman. I don't think it'll be anybody like Kamala Harris. Uh, I don't no. think it would be Bernie. They apparently don't get along. So I think Elizabeth you're Warren also polls. Right, right. So, you know, Elizabeth Warren also has an issue. She doesn't poll well with the African-American community. In walks Cory Booker. Um, who, who else would it be? Let's face it. Is it could, or it could be Buttigieg or uh, who's it going to be? Chan, uh, oh, excuse me, Yang? I, I, I just don't, you know, and the other, the rest of the field, I think, is out. So, yes, Cory Booker gets the nod for the VP slot. If he is unentangled, if he has not yet filed for that Senate seat, it's a little bit easier to make that transition. And he always can. I think he'll intend on if he doesn't get that, uh, that VP spot, I think it's a second choice. And, and what does that say about his, his heart and soul and, and where he is with New Jersey? Not a lot. I agree with you. Very well said. And, you know, I, I want to ask you, what, what part of New Jersey do you live in? How, how close are you, how close are you to you? How, sorry, God, I, I was losing my speech for a second. How close are you to like Newark, Newark, New Jersey or Jersey city? Um, are you, are you, I know you're in the suburbs, but like what, which area are you in? So I'm mid state and I will represent the entire state. Uh, unlike Cory Booker, <laughs> I've already, well, been to well no, I know, I know that, I know, I know that. You sound like you do a great job, uh, but what area do you what area do you reside in? Right, so I'm in the middle part of the state. I'm in Lawrenceville, right, right in that Princeton area. If you if you know where that that little you know kind of indentation uh, is in the middle of the state. So Newark yeah. is about an hour hour and a half away. Um, yeah. If you think of New Jersey as it's a, it's about the size of Israel, and uh, so think right. of it you know um, top to bottom you know you the whole state and probably oh ballpark five hours something like that but um you know uh cory book just focuses on the backyard and you you may or may not have heard about the newark water crisis there's lead in the water it was under his watch as mayor um and uh, he's nowhere to be found right so and he completely ignores south jersey i uh i've already been in the last three months i've been to south jersey more than he has been in his entire time as U.S. Senator. So, um, yeah, yeah, he, it's a big mess. Uh, somebody's got to clean it up, and I'm ready to do that. Well, I, lo- I love your enthusiasm. I love your passion. And, and I know you and I talked earlier today, and you've had quite the uh, campaign trail. You, you have some big announcements, and the, you've been doing some events. Tell everybody about that. 
I have. I have. So uh, we have a big election here for state uh, offices uh, this November 5th. And so I, I had a rally in this last Saturday. Uh, it was for the New Jersey Republican resurgence. So it was really kind of, you know, we're getting ready to pass the baton. So we want to make sure that we reclaim New Jersey for the Republicans. And, and I'll, I'll delve into that a little bit, if you don't mind. I've got some really exciting numbers. That, you know, numbers are always fun, right? But there's a clear path to victory. So we, we really celebrated the 2019 candidates at that rally and then looked toward the next step, which is reclaiming, uh, which is challenging Cory Booker at, uh, you know, in 2020 election. And then we have, we also have to look forward to 2021 when we take out Murphy. But that's, you know, that's, that's the long game. Uh, but this rally was, uh, it was a rally we called Conservatives United because that's key to victory. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, most people think of New Jersey as irretrievably blue. Uh, and that's the big lie that the Democrats have wanted everyone to believe. But when you unpack the numbers, sad numbers that everybody looks at is the Democrats versus the Republicans. So New Jersey has 5.8 million voters total. Uh, 2.1 million registered voters are Democrats, and 1.2 million are registered uh, Republicans. So that looks pretty bad. That looks like we're outnumbered by two to one, almost. But what what I run hardcore analytics. It's kind of my background. I, you know, I, I, I work molecules. I like to look at the, the, you know, drill down in the details. There's a treasure trove of voters in New Jersey. It's 2.4 million registered unaffiliated. They're called unaffiliated in New Jersey, really independents. My data showed as early as last spring that that large cluster of voters, the real game changers, skew conservative. And nobody believed it. But yet now, in the last three months, Gallup, a very respected worldwide poll, has showed just that, that New Jersey actually skews conservative. We've been blue by voter turnout, not by voter demographics. And if we can just increase the voter turnout by 5 to 8%, we are unstoppable. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll drill down even a little further. We've been fractionated as a Republican Party in New Jersey. Uh, we've been teeing up pretty much lukewarm Democrat-like candidates, and the true conservative base that in some places, in some counties, we have deeper red counties than even South like Alabama. We're 2A territory. We're pro-life. I was one of the, I was the only Republican endorsed by New Jersey Right to Life, the, the largest and oldest Right to Life organization in our country. And it's, it's the secret that's getting ready to shout out loud that New Jersey is ready to turn red. We've been red. We just need a true conservative like myself to take this mountain, and we're ready to do it. Well, yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, it has been red. I mean, you look at the past governors. I mean, Governor Christie was a Republican. By the way, did you did you think – I mean, every Republican has their own opinion of him. What, how did you think of his performance and uh, during his time as governor of New Jersey? Yeah, so he started out great out of the gate. So he really was a conservative. He was a pro-life governor. But it right. started to chip away at his conservative values. And we had you know, everything from Bridgegate to Beachgate. And sadly, uh, Governor Christie left office with a 15% approval rating. I know. Uh, now, wasn't, it like one of the yeah. lowest, wasn't it like one of the lowest approval ratings ever recorded by any governor? 
Yes, yes, you're exactly right. And and look, personally, you know, I, I've met Governor Christie. I, I just, I think he's, you know, like he, he has, right, he's got a dynamic presence. I like the guy. But, you know, uh, it, it, you know, he had to work with the state legislature. That's a mixed bag as well. Uh, it's it's a it's a difficult dynamic. But the bottom line is, um, you know, he he really walked away from his conservatism, and again, that it didn't help the uh, fractionation. And then with the lukewarm Republican candidates we've had in the past two elections, it's really it's really made that chasm wider. But. But this conservative United rally that we had on Saturday, oh, the energy, it's palpable. Uh, I also uh, am the founder of the MAGA Majority Initiative, which is what I like to call the supermajority that we have to achieve in the U.S. Senate yes. to uh, support President Trump and to achieve America, to fully achieve America's agenda. We've seen what President Trump can do on his own. And can you imagine right. what he can do with an empowered Congress? So. I brought together a number of speakers. We had uh, the communications director for John Cummings, who's challenging AOC. We had Tim Fezenbacher. He is the founder of America First. Uh, we had Dana DeRicio, who's a congressional candidate for, uh, for uh, District 5 in New Jersey. We had a powerful, powerful, powerful panel, and we are ready to, again, take this ground with Consumers United. Yeah. We can do it. Well, yeah, yeah, and we need, you know, I keep saying this, we need outsiders. We need pro-Trump advocates that are not part of the swamp. We need people from the private sector like yourself running. I mean, this is what we needed, and I've said this many times on my show. Trump created this, you know, route, this road for all these outsiders. He opened the door. He opened the door and he woke people up and made people see the light on how uh, these politicians get nothing done, and we need people that are not associated with D.C. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, you're, you're 100% right. And, and I think, yes. yeah, it really – it's a new day. Uh, for and right. that, That's actually uh, the, the um, tagline of my campaign, and, and it's, yeah. it's so true, and, and, yeah, we'll make this happen. So I'm energized. But, you right. know, the people that I talked to, I had, I had uh-huh. people chasing me down. In a, a, a guy the other day was with his sister, and I was canvassing, and um, he got into his truck and chased us down. He said, I heard there's a Trump supporter in the race. I heard there's a conservative candidate. And, uh, right. I, you know, people are just there. You can feel the energy. And that's what it's going to yeah. take. Right. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, yeah, and, and, you know, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of problems in some of these areas. And, and I was talking about this earlier with our previous guest. But, you know, I, I know the East Coast, especially a lot of cities on the East Coast. I know, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure places in New Jersey – are harboring and coddling illegal, criminal illegal aliens, right? Isn't that a problem in New Jersey? It's a huge problem. And uh, our uh, state attorney general, uh, Gruel, has released uh, murderers onto the streets yeah. of New Jersey. Right. And we have several right. sheriffs uh, that yeah. are pushing back. And uh, Governor Murphy and his uh, accomplices, uh, Booker and Menendez, yeah. want 
transfer right. from New Jersey into the next New Jer- uh, into the next uh, sanctuary state. They're they're committed yeah. to the California East, and I'm committed to stop them. And uh, I've I've also reached out uh, to uh, like-minded candidates and and sitting yeah. uh, uh, congressional um, legislators to form a constitution caucus, which I'm yeah. advocating to be the counterpart to you know the, the Freedom Caucus in the House. I believe we need a Constitution Caucus in the U.S. Senate to make sure that right. every piece of legislation is evaluated and viewed through a constitutionally protective lens. And what that will do, it will give us the federal might to push back on what I believe are truly unconstitutional initiatives that are being undertaken this uh, liberal agenda. And so, uh, you know, unfettered, this will overtake New Jersey. But, um, you know, we've got 2020 that we're looking at yeah. that I believe is right. our secret weapon to stop it. I love everything you're saying. You're, you're very brilliant and, and, and we need people like you. And I, what I, what I want to ask you, you know, I am reading about this Phil Murphy guy all the time. This guy, I mean, he might go down as one of the most radical governors ever. I mean, this guy is crazy. This guy is third world ideology. Um, Explain, though, the effect he's had on New Jersey and how bad it's going downhill. It's sad. It really is sad. Well, it is. It is. Um, and, you know, it, it, he's actually creating the vacuum that I think is going to create, you know, the, 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 the balance, right? But, uh, you know, Murphy's uh, first biggest assault is that he's taxing everything. So he has a huge yeah. budget deficit oh, yeah. because he, he wants, wants to, tax to pay the damn air. I read an article where he wants to tax the damn air. Right. We have a, we have a rain tax. He's taxing the rain. So, uh, you know, any yeah. oh, that too. Uh, that too. I couldn't stop laughing at what? that headline. I <laughs> fell over in my chair laughing. Right, right. And I, did you hear about the pumpkin tax? <laughs> you oh. know, I mean, it's just, it, it's in. It's insanity. So anything that, you know, pumpkins are being food, they're not supposed to be taxed. But if they're to, if the intent is to be used for decoration, well, it's not food anymore. So it has to, and he wants to push the tax, the uh, sales tax up to 7%. I mean, the guy, it, it, you know, if you can, if you can look at it, you, if you could exist, you must be taxed. You know, any, any, any which way can make up that deficit that he has created. Uh, it, it's, um, you know, it, 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 the problem is, he has uh, heaped on to the New Jersey taxpayers this uh, burden of paying for illegal uh, residents for college tuition, for health care. Uh, he, he just um, he's never met a tax that he didn't want to impose, uh, you know, at least twice on New Jersey residents. And it has to stop. Uh, now, that's partly a state legislative issue. So, again, that's, you know, part of the remedy is making sure we run the table on November 5th and reclaim some of those Republican seats. But, again, we can balance it by having a U.S. senator that's ready and, and understands how to leverage that United States Senate seat should be utilized in a constitutionally provisional way uh, far more than, than it is. And uh, Cory Booker's not going to do it. Um, but, uh, but again, if we can, if we can balance between the two, we'll get back right. on track. Um, but the people of New Jersey have to unify. It's time. Amen. Amen. Um, so I do got to let you go here in a second, but I do, I, I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day, but I do want to ask oh, you, <laughs> 
Um, the three most important things facing your state and the three most important things you would fix on day one uh, in the state of New Jersey as senator. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, well, the, the three biggest problems are, are Murphy, Booker, and Menendez. But the, the three, <laughs> way to, three ways to fix it uh, are to, uh, um, you know, again, to, to stand on that constitutional foundation and the that will trickle into the solution that you that we have to that we have to look at. Are uh, I have a five point plan, and uh, what what we have to do is fix the healthcare crisis. So this is on a national level. I have healthcare uh, restoration act that uh, I'm I'm proposing. Uh, with my background of 25 years, I think we have the solution to um, decrease premiums by half to a third, increase access to quality care and innovation. Those are two different things. Uh, but we solve uh, – that's one Murphy issue. He, he uh, repealed the, the President Trump repeal of the health care tax. So I want to balance there. I want to get, get us back on track there. I also have a living economy plan that ensures New Jersey leads the way. Uh, to be the next technology core in our country. We're poised and ready to do that. Uh, I also uh, I have a plan for uh, a refinery business. Uh, we don't need a mandated living wage, a living economy that will, uh, that will get the lifeblood moving. And, again, New Jersey can be the crown jewel in that whole, uh, that whole equation. Uh, I also have, uh, again, the constitutional provisions to push back on sanctuary state policies to fix immigration that includes building and funding the wall, Congress holds those purse strings. Our president is committed to do it. He needs an empowered Congress to help get us all the way there. So with all of that together, rolling up to a constitutional caucus for the, you know, that constitutional foundation I mentioned, that I believe is how we fix it, get it back on track in New Jersey. Again, let's lead the way for all America. We can all do this at the federal level together. I agree. Amen. You, you are, you are great. I, I, I hope you get in there. We need uh, brilliant people like yourself. Uh, please tell everybody uh, where they can connect with your campaign and donate and all that good stuff. Oh, absolutely. And yes, donations are, are so important. Cory Booker's already raised $1.7 million grassroots. We can do better. So at flanaganforsenate.org, that's F L A N A G A N F O R, flanaganforsenate.org. That's my website. And you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, the handle is at New Day for NJ. Same handle on Facebook. And you can find me on Instagram at Flanagan for Senate. Absolutely. Well, we'll definitely have you back soon. I definitely love talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Talk to you next time. All righty. Sounds good. Have a good night. You too. Bye now. Bye. I also want to welcome to the show. Very excited to have him here. I believe he's with us right now. We have U.S. congressional candidate from California, James Bradley. James, how are you? Doing wonderful. How are you? Doing well, man. Welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Uh, first time on the show. Uh, for people that don't know, uh, like I like to do with all my new guests, uh, give, a, give a bio about yourself, how it all started for you, uh, and how you got to where you are now. You're running for Congress. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I'll give you a high level. Um, I'm from an Irish Catholic family from the East Coast. Me too, man. Amen, buddy. Amen. <laughs> there you go, brother. 
Yeah, so I, I got tired of the blueness of Rhode Island, so I decided to come to California back in the mid-'80s and uh, wanted to seek my fortune. Back then, it was a different world entirely. But, um, yeah, that's where, I, that's where I grew up in Rhode Island, and I came out here, and uh, I uh, joined the military in 1981, so I was under Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan guy. Yeah, he was great. He was one of the best presidents in history, in my opinion. So I served under him oh, yeah. since uh, for almost six years, and then I went and got back. I went out and got my uh, master's degrees. I got two of them. Then I went into the private sector uh, for healthcare, very similar to your previous guest. Uh, so fast forward to today, actually to to uh, President Trump's 2016 election. You know, I was watching this. You know, I, I was never a party preference kind of guy. I always went down the center saying, hey, uh, I wouldn't want to be a yeah. party or part of an organization that right. would have me as a member. Pro-policy. So that was my thought. Yeah, exactly. So I, I decided, well, Trump is in. I love what he's doing, but now he needs help. So I, I took a look at the radar and I said, okay, who needs to be retired? And I. I looked at Diane Feinstein. I said, "Oh, Diane Feinstein, U.S. Senator." <laughs> so I put my name in the hat for Diane Feinstein's position. It was a fun race. It was great. I and you know I was the dark horse came out of nowhere. The last five polls up to the up into the primary, I was number two or number three. So I mean, great guns, doing great. So out of the 32 candidates, I came in on third, top vote getting. Republican against Diane Feinstein. So I says that okay, I didn't win it, right? You, you, to be in it, you got to win it, right? So yeah, I said okay. Well, I think I'm gonna hold out. If I want to do another run, I'll probably take on, you know, you we mentioned her a few times, or you did in the previous interviews, um, Kamala Harris. So I said I'm gonna wait till 2022 and take her on. I think I had a really good shot at it. So. I was doing on it, and I put up my filings in the FEC, and all of a sudden, my buddy reached out to me and said, what are you waiting so long for? Why do you want to wait to take on Kamala Harris? And I said, you know, you make a valid point. I mean, we look at California. It's turned completely socialist communist. we got to do something. And he said, James, I know you better. Get in. And I said, all right, I'm in. It was really simple. It was a real simple discussion. So uh, – I put my name in the in in the race for going against Ted Lou. So that's who I'm taking on. Ted Lou. Liar Lou. Wow. That's amazing, man. I hate that guy. That guy is he's a pompous, smug, scumbag, you know, rat. I can't I can't stand him and, and he needs to be replaced and he's one of the biggest instigators. That's Adam Schiff's boyfriend. That's Adam Schiff's butt pirate. Um, but yeah, you know what, dude? I <laughs> I'm very I'm very glad that somebody's taking him on, uh, Ted Lou. Uh, what what is your competition in your primary right now? Are you the only one uh, running as a Republican? Well, I was up until about two weeks ago. There's a uh, um, an Asian gentleman that just ran the race, but this is his first, his his entree into politics. Uh, of course, he's he has money. And, you know, I'm a poor Irish boy, so I don't have any money. But he might get some traction, but I don't think he has the political capital like I do. Or I should say we do. It's not me. It's we. 
So that's right. the only other Republican that I'm aware of. Uh, there's two other independent um, candidates. One is the mm-hmm. previous Republican that actually uh, filed as independent. His name is Dr. Kenneth Wright. Really great guy. Really great guy. But he he ran last two elections. He decided, well, I didn't make it on the Republican ticket. They're not helping us out here. So I'm going to go ahead and just run as an independent. Then I have another independent, Brandon Fricky. He's a good guy too. I met him in person uh, before I I made the final announcement, and he's actually Tommy Tommy Lauren's um, uh, fiance. So those we have a total of four in the race: myself, one other Republican, two independents, and Liar Lou. Wow. Wow, look at you, man. So for everybody that doesn't know, uh, what areas does the district cover in California? It's a, it's called Silicon Beach. It's one of the highest income uh, districts in all of California, aside from that of San Francisco. Median, in, median income is about 125000 So you, So it starts up at Gore Hills, and it goes all on the coast. Uh, that includes Santa Monica, Pacific Palisades. Manhattan Beach, all the way down to uh, Rancho Rancho Palos Verdes. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. But it is literally, uh, well, we'll talk about the issues, but it's changed a lot since I I lived there. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I talk about this on my show quite a bit. You know, uh, California, uh, for the longest time, it was the most beautiful and most desirable place to go on earth. And now when people talk about California, it's like, eh, California. You know, I, I'm not saying it's not still nice, but these Democrat politicians, these far-left animals have, have mm-hmm. dug it so far into the ground with their third-world tactics and ideology. And it's really mm-hmm. uh, taken a huge toll. I mean, uh, you know, we're seeing how there's tents everywhere, homeless everywhere, uh, people in poverty, the middle class leaving every second. Uh, it's it's, it's it's a really uh, serious matter, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. We're technically a third world state, in my opinion. We have the highest, um, well, the highest uh, welfare recipients in all the country, the highest um, homeless rate. Uh, we we're losing the middle class. Basically, we're hollowing out the middle class in California now. The we're we're, we're leave, they're leaving now. Now with Ga- Gavin Newsom in, and he passed a law to give free health care to illegals. And let me tell you, I fought tooth and nail hard to take out this um, – my other opponent in the U.S. Senate run. His name is um, um, Kevin DeLeon. He's the one that authored the sanctuary state um, law called SB 54. So I was at the city council meeting saying this guy needs to be uh, arrested, tried, convicted, and incarcerated. I mean, I, I I let loose on that guy, but I was really easy on Diane Feinstein. I said, you know, it's time for that lady to retire. I'm the guy to take take her take her job. But yeah, it's bad here. It's really bad. It's getting worse. I mean, we we literally they put they uh, under Jerry Brown. He he set aside two billion dollars to deal with the homeless crisis, and they didn't right. spend one penny one penny when he was in office. Now Gavin Newsom is kowtowing. Because everyone's screaming and everyone's leaving. I mean, small business, they're leaving. We lost uh, yeah. Occidental Petroleum. We lost Toyota. They all left because of the high taxation and over-regulations regu- over- right. in California. Yeah. 
We're, lo- we're losing everybody. So who gets taxed? The middle class. Us. So that's why I'm in. I'm here to bring some level of sanity, security, and safety back into our district and our, our state and our country. Our, our POTUS, our duly elected president, needs veterans in. And I'm one of the many, uh, the, 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 the team that's going to help out uh, our nation. Because, I mean, honestly, I look at Donald Trump. He is the voice of the voters. He's doing this because he loves our country. He doesn't need the money, obviously. In fact, he gave away his salary. So when you see the leftist agenda coming in from Nancy Pelosi, and let me tell you, these people are desperate now. That's why they're doing what they're doing with this, in, this in impeachment inquiry. They'll, they'll be voting on, on Thursday. And let me tell you, that'll be the blessing to every moderate district out there that's being currently held by a Democrat because the people have had enough. They have literally said, okay, that's it. I'm done. If, if that Democrat congressperson or senator votes for a continuation of, of the impeachment, that puts their job, their seats in jeopardy. And I hope they do. I hope they do. Show it, you know, put it out there. Let Ted Lou, he's one of the biggest ones, and in, in Adam Schiff, of course, leading the charge. Let him do it so we as re- Republicans can get in there and say, okay, there you go. That's what you pay for. And more importantly, because we are paying for these idiots to be in office. Now it's time for the change. You know, let, them, let them vote for impeachment. I don't care. It'll be more, more fodder for my cannon and every other grassroots veteran Republican candidate out there that take these idiots out of office. I hear, I hear you. I agree with you. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. And t- Are you drinking the Kool-Aid yet, bro? Are you drinking that Kool-Aid? Come on, let's do it. <laughs> these pe- yeah, these yeah, people look at that are too. These, yeah, these people are look crazy. I'll tell you, what, what, what do you see as the three biggest problems uh, in your district oh, that, that you would uh, fix on day one? Well, I, I, what I think versus what the uh, my consti- constituents think. Uh, the constituents think really it's more the corrupt, uh, corruption in politics because it's a little, literally in the West. There's three families in the state of California, the Brown family, the Pelosi family, and uh, what's the other one? I can't remember. Uh, the Feinsteins. Um, mm-hmm. They're looking at corruption within government, and just shortly behind that is health care. Climate change, come on, give me climate change. Uh, pension reform, immigration, jobs, and the economy. But my district, District 33, it's the homeless. My homeless brothers and sisters on the street. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've already have a good plan to knock it out of the park and get them the help they need and get them the medical attention that they need as well. That, we're going to bring business back. So I'm going to be working with the Small Business Administration, some other organizations to create a stimulus package to bring in small entrepreneurialism back into the district. And honestly, I wish I could say have a big effect on repealing the SB 54 of the sanctuary state because that would be a song and that would be an answer to a prayer to a lot of the citizens now are being criminalized because they, we cannot work with ICE. We cannot work with DHS. Because if we do, we not, we not only would we get penalized, but we could actually be in jail. So, yeah, those I know. Are three critical issues. Yeah, we're dealing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, we're dealing with a lot of cr- 
craziness right now. It's like never seen before. Uh, I do have to close out the show here in a second, but I do uh, want to get you back soon. Uh, please tell everybody where they can connect with you social media-wise and get involved in your campaign. Yeah, real simple, bradleycongress.com, bradleycongress, that's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, congress.com. That's my website. You can look at the key issues, my background. You can also see me on Twitter. That's easy, at Bradley Congress. Sounds good, my friend. Well, I definitely look forward to having you back on. Uh, Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, We'll definitely talk to you soon. Very good. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. All righty. Great, great guest. Uh, Michael Balsey, uh, let's go to you, my friend. You got any thoughts on anything? Well, just a bunch of great guests. I wish all your candidates well, uh, especially taking on some of these high-powered liberals in California and some other places. Uh, they're going to be hard to beat, although I'm hoping some of them don't seek re-election. It's a little bit early yet. We'll see. Uh, a lot of things pending out there, and you know Durham and Barr, they're hard at work. So we'll see what that brings. So uh, thanks for having me tonight. It's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Michael Valsi, V-A-L-S-I. And thanks once again, really great show. Absolutely. And, Michael, I'd give you a little more time. you got any thoughts on anything? Well, I was just, uh, I thought we went through a lot of things there. Um, I just think that uh, the impeachment thing now, uh, there's some thoughts on the whistleblower. I kind of think this thing, if you did notice, was right after the uh, uh, Bowen thing, after he uh, was gone from the the White House, that all this started. Uh, So I, I have a feeling that he's involved in this some way, shape, or form. And I think that's one of the reasons Schiff does not want to disclose the whistleblower. I mean, there's been some speculation on who this whistleblower is, but uh, I think one of your guests hit the nail on the head. I'm not quite sure the Democrats have the votes, but they know this is not going anywhere anyway because they know it's all a hoax. Uh, It it pretty much fit the same bill as the uh, Mueller investigation and the Russia thing. And I think the president knew this was coming which is why he was more than prepared to release the phone transcript. So it's not going anywhere in the House. It definitely isn't going anywhere with the Supreme Court. So I think, you know, they can either can try to carry it on, but I think they, they can't overcome the president's popularity at this point. So they might as well take the vote, let the chips fall where they may, because at this point, I mentioned this on one of your shows last week, you know, the media keeps calling these things subpoenas, but they're not subpoenas because they have not invoked their subpoena power by not taking a vote. So all they're sending out is letters, and they right. don't have. There's no penalty for not responding to a letter. So until they take a right. vote and invoke impeachment proceedings, and it, you know, then they have that impeachment. Then they have that subpoena power. Until then, they don't have anything. So the only people that have showed up have been people that have voluntarily showed up because they really don't have to. They're not under any yeah. uh, uh, pressure or a penalty of perjury or anything like that. No, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Very well said. Um, always spot on. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Dr. Hennon. Doctor, go ahead. Your thoughts on everything. Yeah, very, very, very uh, great show tonight. Um, a lot of good guests. 
Um, you know, I'm looking forward to um, winning this election here against Tim Ryan, um, as well as joining some of these other forces that are going to be joining me in Congress, uh, joining in the Senate. And, and let's get this country back on track. Uh, you know, we've come a long way. We need to just keep pushing this ball forward. And we need to win, you know, not just for Trump, but for our America. Uh, you know, because, you know, Trump's going to win in 2020. I have no doubt in my mind. I mean, I think that's pretty much a shoe in at this point. Um, but after that, 2024, we got to start looking down the road and say, you know what, we got to start preparing for that. We don't want to give the control back over at that point either. So we got to keep our eyes just face down the road and just keep pushing forward. Uh, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't surrender. Just keep on going. Um, you know, so it's a, like I said, great show. Um, you know, people want to reach out, want to donate. Uh, like, like one of your other guests said, they, they weren't a millionaire, so they're kind of, kind of blue collar. Well, you know, I'm not a millionaire either running in a race, and it's uh, up against Tim Ryan. We've got to raise, I mean, really um, different people and throw out different numbers, but they're saying, you know, you used to raise about $2 million. That, that's a lot of money to raise. I think we can beat them with less than that, but, you know, the more we get, the better we can do. Uh, you know, the easier it is to win, uh, and we want to make sure we win. So, uh, you know, Hennon for Ohio, that's Hennon, the number four, Ohio2020.com. You can donate right there. Follow me on Twitter at drdhennon, H-E-N-N-E-N. Um, and on Facebook, just look me up, Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, and then Hennon, H-E-N-N-E-N. Um, you, you, you know, you, you give me a friend request. I always follow back everybody, no matter where you're from. So it's like, uh, I just follow people back. I like, like people. So I enjoy, um, uh, just getting to know everybody. All righty. Sounds, sounds good. My friend, always a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Uh, Mike Peters in New York. Go ahead, my friend. Rory, it was a great show, but I'll tell you what, uh, I mean, uh, I agree with Michael uh, uh, earlier, when he said that uh, we've got problems with uh, seeing these people elected and being able to beat the liberal machine that have they've, you know, entrenched themselves in these states like California and New Jersey. And I'm speaking to you from New York. So I'm surrounded, so I get it a million percent. I look over the border in New Jersey. You know, I avoided, many of us, avoid even driving into New Jersey. That's how right. bad it is. Rory, you have no idea. As, as a gun owner, if they find an empty casing, or shell in my car. God help you. It it is. It's not safe to even drive over the border by accident. The same as basically driving over the border into New York City as a gun owner. You know, if you have an empty cartridge or something, it depends on the police officer. The laws and everything, and the way the mentality that these capitals, that these politicians in these states, I I don't understand how they think. They're not Americans. So it'd be nice seeing them replaced. I I pray to God that we can do it. But what will it take up? It'll, it'll, it, what will it take? It'll take probably uh, bringing the nightmare and, and everything, having them pay the tag to the dinner table of the average American so that they realize that these politicians are not working. The Pelosi's and all the rest of them and the Feinsteins and, and the, uh, the re, you know, Cory Booker, it doesn't work. Get them out. And then we'll have a chance. Other than that, they've got a lot of money behind them. We have a battle ahead of us. I agree. I agree 100%, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, did you have any other thoughts? No, that's it. Just want to thank you for having me on, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. All righty, my friend. Always a pleasure. All right. Um, let's go to uh, Richard. Uh, you're running for mayor in San Diego. I wanted to get to you before I close the show. I know you have some thoughts. Go ahead, my friend. 
Yes, sir. You know, I wanted to talk about this uh, al-Baghdadi. You know, our president did a phenomenal thing in getting this scumbag. And to listen to the liberal media, uh, it's just disgusting. Joe Scarborough said that because our president called al-Baghdadi a coward and he whimpered, uh, and he blew up his three children along with him, that somehow that uh, equates to our president being Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi bragging about people that are tortured. I mean, these leftists are disgusting, and they're ISIS sympathizers. And then, you know, you heard the story about uh, uh, the Washington Post, uh, Bezos' uh, paper, where they said that uh, al-Baghdadi was a, uh, a scholar, a uh, religious leader. This guy was a murderer. And I just think about all these people that, that support our enemies from uh, Joe Scarborough, uh, Charles Barkley telling our uh, vice president to shut the hell up because uh, he's saying that we need to, our vice president saying that we have to stand up against the Chinese. Who the hell is Charles Barkley? He needs to shut the hell up. And LeBron uh, saying that, uh, you know, the, the guy that spoke out, the, the Rockets uh, manager is uneducated. LeBron is uneducated. I mean, these people are just disgusting. And I, and I just want to say I was so proud of Shaq that stood up against Charles Barkley. I mean, Shaq is a true American. You know, he stood up for our values and he stood up and said that, uh, the, you know, freedom of speech is one of the greatest values we have in, as Americans. And you listen to the, the media these people, the, the media, it's not even fake news. The media, they would give Joseph Goebbels a run for his money. They're propagandists. That's all they are now. They, they have nothing to do with the truth. They hate America. That's what it is. They want to create chaos. They hate America. They would rather have our soldiers die uh, in this raid than to give uh, President uh, Trump credit for the great job he did. And thank God he didn't tell Pelosi or shifty shift. God knows what they would have done. I mean, these people are traitors. I mean, they are literally actually traitors. I mean, you know, it's one thing, you know, people would throw words around and say, ah, it's a little over the top. But as you watch the media and, and you see what they're saying about our president with all the success that he has, they truly are traitors. They hate America and they literally want to do everything they can to give our country away. And you know what? The, the middle class has been saying it for a long time uh, under Obama with these globalists and elitists. And now you can see it. You can plainly see it. I mean, they've, they've shown their colors. It, it's just, it's amazing. The NBA and Nike and, and the whole bunch of them. You know, I mean, we really need to start, you know, really taking a look at what these people are saying, you know, on CNN and MSNBC. And I know we talk about it here and I know it's, it's sometimes, oh, they, they just don't get it. They're just over the top. Uh, they're just liberals. No, they're traitors. They hate America. I mean, that, that, that's the bottom line. They hate America. They hate our values. They hate God. They hate family. They hate fatherhood. I mean, these people are just haters, and they've got to be stopped. I mean, they have to be stopped. I mean, it's amazing what yep. Bezos had put on his uh, you know, newspaper, what they put online about this al-Baghdadi. I mean, it, it, it's, and then Hillary Clinton coming out and saying yes. Tulsi Gabbard is, is a uh, Russian asset. I mean, they're insane. But, the, but you know, people yeah. buy this crap. I guess, you know, the people that don't, don't follow the media, you know, don't follow the news, 
they t- tune this crap in and they're like, oh, yeah, wow, Trump, yeah, oh, my God. You know, and then, you know, the bottom line, and I think uh, one of your guests said it, uh, I don't think they have the votes. You know, that I don't think they're going to be able to do this impeachment because, like you said, they just got rid of Hill. You know, there's another uh, disgraceful Democrat. And, you know, I don't give a crap about what people do in their private life. But when they act holier than thou, when they're total hypocrites, when they, you know, exactly. just like Biden, you know, it's it's yeah. disgusting. It's, you know, be yeah. who you are. If, if that's who you are, great. Right. Come out and say, hey, that's what we're doing. But don't act like right. it's it's a right-wing conspiracy right. against you and and you got outed. Hey, you're the one that got caught with your pants down, literally. <laughs> I no. I do got I do got to let you go. I got to close out the show in exactly one minute. But please tell everybody. I agree with you though. Please tell everybody where they can find you and connect with your campaign, all that good stuff. Well, as as you said, I'm running for mayor, city of San Diego, as a Trump Republican. Quickly, quickly. So, uh, RichardMHanson.com. R I C H A R D. Amazon Mark H A N S E N. Dot com. You can find me there, connect with me, and God bless America, and God bless you, Rory. You're doing a tremendous service to our country. Thank you. Thank you so much, Richard. I always appreciate your insight. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. You're everybody. welcome, sir. Um, thank you. Uh, everybody, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been a fantastic show. Uh, I love you all. Have a great rest of your night. Uh, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.